Hello and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, Diogen Tirandekura. And what I am talking about with you today is five types of power plays that you can find in business consulting. Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogen Tirandekura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. So first of all, before talking about the different types of power play, I'm going to just try to provide you with how I do define what is a power play. A power play is an intentional action or an intentional attitude or behavior that you have towards a colleague or a client with the goal of undermining what they are doing to gain an advantage. And that advantage can be anything. That advantage can be a promotion. That advantage can be more money. That advantage can be more power, more influence, etc. But the key word in the way I try to define power play is the fact that there is an intention. It is done on purpose. Now that uh, we are finished with the definition, I'm going to talk about those five different types of power play. The first one is about two consultants that are colleagues and the senior consultant that provide game of power play to the junior consultant. When I say a junior is really someone that is just fresh out of school and the doesn't have much uh, working experience. So the way the power play could be applied is the simple fact that the junior consultant is completely inexperienced. So he's doing for the very first time everything that he is doing. And the senior consultant is senior, but he's not very, very experienced and he's young enough in his career to remember how he was when it was the very first year of his or her own career. So he's really taking advantages of the worries, the questions, the uncertainties or the lack of confidence, the lack of assertiveness that the junior consultant might have. He or she can make the junior consultant believe that their work, however how great their work is, their work is not good enough or it's just not enough because it's not in the standard of the organization or it's not in the standard of the team. But actually, that junior consultant is actually overperforming what that same senior consultant was doing when they were in the same position. The other intentional act that the senior consultant can do to the junior consultant is to give them tasks that they know it will be impossible for them to shine, either by the nature of the task, because that task has to be done by uh, someone that is more experienced, or by putting them into situations in which they can only lose. I have seen that happen and it happened. I'm afraid it happened way too often. The second type of power play is the power play when there is a um, collaboration between a consulting company and then a client company. So the power play of the consultant over the client. Uh, And one power play that is pretty evident, and I think uh, a lot of clients can worry about working with consultant because of that is that the consultant uses her or his knowledge of the solution that will be provided to overcharge the client. So a solution that actually should cost 100k is charged 500k just so that the consulting company doesn't have to worry too much about their own uh, sales pipeline or they can train some juniors to do something that could be done way quicker and uh, way more efficiently with maybe uh, a much few people that are maybe more experienced 
clients are just more suited to uh, execute the work to provide the solution for the client. Another way of uh, applying that power play is to not providing realistic deadlines. So not providing realistic deadlines doesn't always lead to overcharging, even though it can be linked to that. But because of the lack of knowledge about the way the solution has to be implemented and uh, provided, you as a consultant decide to provide unrealistic deadlines or mislead the client about it. Another one is still related to the fact that the consultant knows more about the solution that the client is to not provide a proper knowledge transfer, not provide a knowledge transfer strategy and not uh, completely applying, executing the knowledge transfer that is required for the client so that the client can be more autonomous than they were at the start of the consulting project. The third power play is the opposite, actually, the client over the consultant, because that happens as well. One thing that the client can do is to regularly, and again, it is important, this has to be done intentionally because I have seen it done, but not intentionally. It's to deviate from the scope of the project while kind of pretending that it's there, that it was always in the scope or that it was always spoken about. That can sometimes be a very disturbing and uh, provide a lot of uncertainty to the consultant because the consultant is never completely sure when the client will say, okay, we actually, we are done because they might always come up with something new. So this cannot happen in every project. I think it happens more when the client knows that they are a strategic account for the consultant for different reasons. And really the consulting company absolutely need to finish successfully a contract with that client. So uh, it can be because the client is so big, is the first client of the consulting company in a specific industry or for a specific solution. So they are kind of a flagship client for that consulting company. But this happens also still a little bit too often. The other thing that is related to the scope is the client does not provide clear business rules or business requirements, or the client always comes up with new business rules or ambiguous business rules or business requirements. And uh, they tend to use that button again against the consultant whenever they feel it is a good opportunity to do it. And uh, trying to blame the consultant because the delivery is incomplete or uh, not good enough, or um, they did not understand the requirement or did not understand the business rules, etc. So this is also something that I've seen when the client wants to apply power play over a consultant and over a consulting company. Now I'll be talking about a power play that happens pretty much more inside. So either you have a, an internal project that the company has their, their own internal project, they don't call upon consultant, they have their own expertise inside, or a project where there is a client and then there is a consulting company, but still that power play is happening inside the client company. And it is a power play between the business, meaning the operations. So if it is a procurement project, it will be the procurement department and IT. So IT information technology, so the people that are expert in the tools or uh, that are administering the tools, the tools and the systems. So the type of power play that I've seen is from an operations perspective, you will blame IT for a solution that was not well implemented or uh, not well selected or the business was not well informed or not well consulted. And even though the project maybe has failed or is not as satisfactory as what was initially planned for business reasons, business will still use those excuses to blame IT. And a little bit like the previous power play uh, between the client and the consultant, it's also when business does not communicate their requirements properly to information technology. And then in turn, information technology has not gotten the whole information about what needs to be told to the consulting company. And it has a snowball effect to the company. And again, another way for the power play to be applied between the business and IT is that business withholds information from IT. It can be information about, for example, there is a procurement process and there is a specific way to build purchase requests for a certain type of product. And this was not stored in a system, but it was more stored in a Google.
Google form or an Excel sheet template with macros, etc. Absolutely nobody in IT knows, but business is actually using, but they will not be sharing that. And IT could be running, trying to find solutions to something that maybe was already built or needed to be built in a different ways. Last but not least, the fifth core play, which could be the most obvious is within a consulting company, whenever your direct superior, the one that influences your promotion, your salary, your yearly assessment, when that person is actually applying for a play to you. And usually how they are manifested, they are manifested in either having to do tasks in which it is not possible to shine a little bit like between the senior and the junior consultant, but also you having to execute tasks that are completely outside of your scope of work. But it's tasks that will directly help that person to shine in their work without providing you any credit for it. I'm talking, for example, about things that happen a lot in consulting companies is organizing some events. That can be something. But it's also, for example, working on proposals. And your superior is responsible to build a magnificent proposal. You have worked a a lot on it, but he or she is only taking the credit for that when mostly when the proposal is successful. It can be a presentation or point presentation that needed to be done for pre-sale, for an industry conference, for anything. You have helped that person like crazy. You have provided great slides. You have made great research, but you don't get any credit for it. It's only the person that is presenting that is doing that. And usually that person has a relationship with you in which they will make your yearly review. They will make your yearly assessment, your project assessment at the end of the year or at the end of the project. So you know you have to execute well for them, but you're not sure whether or not you will be rewarded. And they know that you're not sure whether or not you will be rewarded according to the effort and the results that you have provided. So they apply some form of power play to you. And for today, it was these five types of power play that I have seen several times done in consulting. So I'm going to repeat. The first one is between the senior and the junior consultant. The second one is between the consultant company over the client. The third one is the opposite of the second one, meaning the client company over the consultant or over the consulting company. The fourth one is within the same company, the department of IT versus the department of business. And it's actually more the business department providing pressure or providing a power play against IT. The other one happens as well. I will not be totally reductive or discriminatory because it happens as well in the other way around. And then the last one, last but not least, maybe uh, something that is pretty obvious is when your direct superior, the one that is doing your assessment, the one that is on which you depend to have a promotion, to have a salary raise, to have a bonus, to have a more vacation, etc., etc., that power play is applied and you know that it has a direct impact to how your year will be assessed. So this was all I wanted to say about the topic of uh, the types of power play in consulting. If you think I have forgotten or if you think I have misrepresented one of the types of power play I, I spoken about, please don't hesitate to let me know. Just send me a message on LinkedIn or send me an email, which is diogen at erphappy.com. So D-I-O-G-E-N-E at erphappy.com, erphappy.com. I would be very happy to uh, hear from you and uh, try to answer as well as fast as possible. So I'm very grateful. It's more than 100 episodes of podcasting. I'm very grateful to be able to do that and also to be able to interact with you. I can see that there is a bit more interaction since the season three has restarted. So I'm very excited to again talk with you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode. 
and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host Diogène Tirandekoura.